You've found the one and now you're prepping for the big day. Congratulations. No doubt there is plenty on your to-do list. So let's keep the skincare side as short and sweet as possible. On today's episode of the Korean Beauty Show podcast, we are going to get set to shine with the best K-beauty wedding skincare routine that you can incorporate into your wedding planning and wedding prep. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, founder, speaker, and K-beauty expert. I'm here to guide you through the world of Korean skincare so that you can incorporate Korean beauty products, techniques, and know-how into your skincare routine. This show is brought to you by Style Story, your go-to for K-beauty. Shop all the best Korean skincare online at stylestory.com.au. Welcome back to another week of the show. Now, don't get scared off if you are not yourself a bride or a groom or you're not getting married anytime soon. These tips are geared towards anyone, really, that's prepping for a big event that is a little way away that you want your skin looking absolutely on point for. So stick around even if you are already married, even if you have no intention of ever getting married. I'm sure you will be able to pick up some tips that will be useful for you no matter what kind of event you've got that you're prepping for or otherwise just how to look after your skin to keep it in tip-top shape for everyday life as well because you know at the end of the day who doesn't want to look like they've got their best skin every single day right so for today's k-beauty news headlines Uh, In the last week, there's been a lot in the Korean news about the competition intensifying for last mile delivery. So the delivery platforms here are expanding their delivery areas through business agreements with cosmetic brands. So two of the biggest uh, food uh, delivery services here in Korea are Paemin, and also Coupang Eats, which are really popular, and also Yogyo. So what they are doing is they're actually serving popular roadshop brand products such as Misha and Etude along with your food. In the case of Yogyo, they are allowing you to order online La Lavla products. So La Lavla is the Korean branch of what is called Watsons in the rest of Asia. So basically a cosmetic store where you can go and buy all sorts of different things, hair care, skincare, uh, makeup, lots of different just everyday lifestyle products. So you can actually order them online uh, at on Yogyo here in Korea. Uh, and then also they're now doing Aratam and Tony Moly products as well. So Yogyo announced that it signed an MOU with Tony Moly uh, to activate delivery services. So this is just such an interesting area, I think, uh, to think that you can like order your cosmetics with your food. That is pretty crazy. So what has brought all of this on is that consumption patterns are obviously changing a lot thanks to a certain pandemic and they are reporting that consumption patterns have basically been rapidly rapidly digitized. So people are ordering everything including food, beauty and health products so they want to make it easier for you to buy your cosmetics, to buy your food. So they are working together, they are signing agreements, they're collaborating to actually do this all together. So 
that is something that I guess all of these online food delivery platforms are thinking are going to help to improve their competitiveness as well. So in Yogio's case, they've actually said that they're not only doing health and beauty, but they're also doing pet related items as well. So really, really interesting developments here on the ground for delivery platforms in Korea. Uh, I'm so curious to know, are your food delivery platforms doing things like this in like the States, in Australia, in other places? I am so, so curious. So come and find me on Instagram. I'm at lauren.kbeauty. I would love to know if this is going on anywhere else or if this is just a Korean thing. Uh, Would you order your cosmetics at the same time as you order your food? I don't know about you guys, but when I'm thinking food, I'm pretty singularly focused and I just want my food. So I'm not really in a headspace for buying anything else. I'm just like, get me food. But I don't know. Obviously, this is a thing. So come and tell me if you... Uh, What side are you on? Would you jump onto this? Do you think it's a little bit weird? I would love to know. Today's question of the week. So I actually had quite a few questions. I did an AMA on my Instagram. So I got a whole heap of really great questions, actually. uh, And some of them I'm going to turn into future podcast episodes. One of the questions I really liked was about um, like a, a guide to Uh, Korea and I guess where to shop, where to go. So I'm going to definitely put that one together for you. We already have something similar on the Style Story blog, actually. It's a guide to shopping K-beauty in Korea. But because that one is a little bit old now, some of the information may have changed. So I'm going to update it, uh, refresh it, and then run you guys through that because I know the borders are going to be opening up soon, basically, for a lot more countries. So why don't we do that? Uh, you know, towards the end of this year so that we can talk about some of the places that you might want to visit when you're here in Korea. Uh, And another great question that I got was actually around my favorite Western brands. And this one really had me thinking because obviously living here in Korea, I have been here now uh, nearly six years. So pretty much all of the cosmetics I use are Korean just because that's sort of what's available here quite easily. So I actually opened up my bathroom cupboard and sort of went through and had a look. And I do actually have a lot of Western products mixed in there, but what they tend to be is things like toothpaste, uh, body sunscreen, deodorant, perfumes, things like that. So things that I think K-Beauty either has historically not focused on as much, or I just personally prefer the Western brands that I'm more used to. So they're the kind of things that I tend to stick to the Western brands for. Um, I always have Vaseline in my beauty cabinet. That is just a staple for me. Um, I also really like all of the um, really thick kind of creams like that you can use as like nappy creams or I sometimes use them when I've got a case of dermatitis. Things like um, Bepanthen, Pseudocram, all of those. I definitely always have them handy uh, just because I do. I am really prone to dermatitis. So they are some of my favorite Western brands. I do have a couple of palettes I checked in my makeup kit as well from Too Faced and uh, Urban Decay. So those kind of things um, 
I are all in my routine. So they are some of my favorite Western brands and things that are, I guess, cosmetic related. If you do have a question, you can always come and uh, ask. You can either feel free to send us an email, get in touch on Facebook, uh, our Facebook group, feel free to throw it in the Facebook group. Our Facebook group is K Beauty Down Under. On Facebook, you can find it through Star Stories Facebook page. Uh, it's just the linked group there. So feel free any way you'd like to get in touch if you do have a question that you would like discussed on the show. So that is uh, the intro, I guess, for this week's episode. And now into the main event, which is all about the golden rules to get your skin sorted if you are prepping for a big event like a wedding. So the number one event, uh, the number one, not event, the number one rule I would say is for any time you're planning for a big event, but particularly something that's got a really long lead time like a wedding, don't leave your skincare until the last minute. I think it might seem obvious, but basically the longer you have to correct any skin issues, the better it's going to be. If you do have big issues, something like maybe acne, stubborn melasma, rosacea, hard to budge pigmentation, any of that kind of stuff, you're going to need time to correct these sort of things in order to for your skin to be looking at best. So definitely, you know, if you, I know in Australia, the trend seems to be that you'll get engaged and then have, you know, about a year or so. I know some people have even up to two years before they find, they finally tie the knot and get married. So I would start as soon as possible. If you do know that you have a big thing like that, particularly if it's going to require a professional treatment or a professional course of medication or something like that, the quicker, the better to get started, just so that you don't have to stress. Now, the number two thing is I know that a lot of brides in particular get really, really worked up about their makeup and, you know, that go and have a makeup trial perhaps and test what kind of makeup they're going to do for the wedding. The first thing to remember is that beautiful bridal makeup starts with good skin. So the K-Beauty philosophy is always skin first, makeup second, and that is no more true than ever than when you are prepping for your big day. The best makeup artist in the world will not be able to hide bad skin. So I think it's really, really important that if you are, you know, stressing about your makeup or wondering what to do, make sure that you're giving your you know, makeup artists the best chance and that you have got the best canvas that you can. So that is, I know, a source of massive stress. I remember myself when I got married, I'm pretty sure I did a trial with one makeup artist and I absolutely hated it. It was just way, way, way more too much makeup than I usually wear. And so I ended up switching makeup artists and it was a whole big thing. But that is a really easy thing to just nip in the bud is if you are trying to get your skin in the best shape, best condition as possible, you'll just be able to do a lot more. You know, that cakey look that I know a lot of people want to avoid, that is a lot easier to avoid if you do have really good skin to start with. So let's talk about some of the things that we can do to get our skin looking its best. Now, this is going to sound so much, this is going to be infuriating, but managing stress, I know that that is easier said than done, particularly when you are trying to plan for a wedding. And particularly at the moment, you know, with the pandemic going on, there's just so many unknowns, there's a whole lot more uncertainty. However, 
Stress really, really can wreak havoc on the complexion. It is responsible for so many different things. Uh, you know, if you are really stressed, you don't, you're normally not sleeping your best. You can get dark circles under your eyes. You can get puffiness. Uh, pimples definitely can pop up a lot more when you're really stressed. So try to maintain your stress levels as best you can, and you will have to just find the thing that works the most for you. For some people, that's going to be a session at the gym, just like burning off some steam. For some people, it's going to be like meditation or a mind clearing exercise, you know, maybe a yoga where you just sort of take yourself out of the situation and try and, you know, think calm thoughts and do some breathing techniques. For other people, maybe it's just like a cup of tea, trying to switch off and just focus on yourself. But Put some time aside to actually try and get a hold of that. That is one thing that I did not do a very good job of. I know when I got married, I was just like a ball of stress for a very long time. Uh, So I think if you can come up with some coping techniques to help manage your stress, you'll just be in a better frame of mind to get married anyway and to, you know, go into any big event. So that is a really, really big one. I know it sounds so much easier and just like, oh, don't stress out, you know. It's impossible not to stress. So managing it the best you can, I think, is going to be the most helpful technique rather than just ignoring the problem. And I'm going to be back after the break with a skincare timeline that you can follow to help plan your wedding skincare treatments as well. So now for some of the recent product reviews that have been left on the Star Story website, starting off with a five-star review for April B's Healing Moisture Black Snail Cream. The reviewer said, my new favorite moisturizer, I have oily skin and I find this moisturizer is not too heavy. It's helped a lot with helping my skin stay hydrated and a little goes a long way with this one. And the next review was a five-star review for Jellico's Bubble Tea Steam Cream, and the reviewer said, Little Box of Magic. I absolutely love this cream. I started using it as my current moisturizer at the time wasn't quite doing its job of keeping my skin hydrated. It's soft and silky to apply, and when you wake up, so is your skin. And the last review was a five-star review for Subi's Bare Skin Balm. It says, smooth and gentle product. Amazing cleansing balm. I love using this gentle cleanser on days. My face feels congested. Love how it feels. So if you have purchased a product recently on the Style Story website, don't forget to leave your review as well because it helps other people to know what you're liking about the product uh, and if there's something that you don't like that as well. So we love reviews keep them coming all right so on to your skincare timeline i think this can be really helpful particularly if you do have a little bit more time to prep just to know how to space out any treatments and also as the date draws closer when to sort of stop playing around with new things because that can also be really, really important for your skin as well. I would say if you have 12 to six months before the wedding or even longer, go for the big guns. If you wanna try lasers or other professional treatments, 
six to 12 months before the wedding is the perfect time to do it. Don't leave it too close to the wedding because you do risk side effects that maybe you hadn't bargained for, skin that is potentially stressed out, breaking out or blotchy, particularly with some of the more invasive kind of treatments. Uh, You know, they do have down times as well. And a lot of them also, you won't see the results that quickly. So even some of the treatments that perhaps aren't as invasive, Uh, things like uh, the collagen treatments that you can have done. You will not see, what are the names of some of them? Some of the ones that they do over here for collagen, it's basically like um, a a device and they push it on your face, but it works down into the really deep, deep layers of the collagen to try and actually renew and restore that collagen. Um, and they, those kind of treatments, you won't see your best results for three to six months. So if you're just doing them in the month before your wedding, now you might not necessarily come out with, you know, any problematic impacts on your skin, but you're just not going to see those great lifting, tightening, firming results. So that's why I think it's best to start, uh, with a lot of prep time. I'm trying to think of the name. Uh, what is that called? Anyway, if I think of it, I'll pop it in the show notes. So I'm making show notes for all of the episodes uh, that are all available on the koreanbeautyshow.com, but there's plenty of treatments like that that you can start, particularly if you are looking to clear up some bigger skincare issues. Now, in the three to six month mark before the wedding, my tip would be to stick to a simple skincare routine. If you don't have sensitive skin or any major issues like, say, dermatitis or eczema or psoriasis, then you this is a good time to start focusing on acids to assist with dead skin removal. I think if you're using products like BHAs and AHAs properly, then that should help you to avoid shelling out for more expensive treatments, things like microdermabrasion. They're just not necessary if you've got a good BHA, AHA routine. Uh, and I I think the reason I would say to start this, you know, with a fair bit of time still out from the big day is because, you know, a lot of people do tend to have adverse reactions, redness, maybe some flaking, sensitivity, breakouts, particularly as if they're purging when they're first starting out. So you want to give yourself a lot of time to clear any of that up. So start early, particularly if it is your first time using products like this. The other thing is at this point in time, I would be religious about your sun protection. And that is because, you know, I think everyone's seen, you know, a bride maybe wearing a strapless wedding dress and you've got really patchy skin on the back or, you know, a really unfortunate tan line. So I think just be really, really careful. Make sure that you're wearing sun. If you can just keep out of the sun, don't avoid any tanning, you know, lying out in the sun. And just go and get a really nice spray tan done or maybe, you know, work your way up to a more gradual tan. You know, if tanning is not your idea of, of fun, you can just skip that altogether. But definitely sun protection in those three to six months before is really, really important just so that you don't have any sort of, you know, patchiness or 
you know, new pigmentation, new sunspots and things like that popping up because that will just be a source of stress if you do accidentally, you know, overdo it in the sun. Now, in the six weeks to three months before the wedding, I think you, that is the time to really hone in on hydrating and brightening the skin. I think keep an eye out for ingredients like galactomyces, hyaluronic acid, propolis, niacinamide, snail mucin, all of those are really, really great for evening out your skin tone and getting rid of any spots. And I think that three month to six week mark is also a really good time to start incorporating some simple Korean facial massage techniques because this can help improve your circulation and also to depuff your face. We have a whole episode on how to perform those. So go back and have a listen if you can't remember or you missed that episode. But about six weeks to three months, I think, you know, start uh, getting your routine in shape in the sense that you sort of, you're familiar with the products you're using. You're not running out and buying all this new stuff. You're not introducing, you know, crazy new treatments or anything like that. You're just kind of honing down and sticking to what you know works for your skin with that focus on hydrating and brightening. Now, six weeks before the wedding, up until the night before the wedding, I could not stress this anymore. Keep your routine really, really simple. Definitely just be sticking to the products that you know work for your skin. Uh, Also because you'll know already if you've been listening to the show for a while that a lot of products actually take a certain amount of time before they start working. So if you've only got six weeks to go before the wedding, that is not the time to be introducing new products. Just stick to your tried and tested and try and avoid any adverse reactions. I would definitely not be going in for any sort of crazy treatment treatments in that period just because it's just fraught with danger. The last thing you want to do is go in for something that you haven't tried before or even that you have tried before and then have it like not work out. The other thing I would say is if you are doing your, uh, you know, a spray tan or a fake tan or something like that, try and avoid um, having too many of them, you know, in, in that period before the wedding, just because if you haven't properly exfoliated or anything like that, and then you go in and have the spray tan right before your wedding, you can end up with blotches and things like that. So just be really, really careful. The six weeks before, just keep it to an absolute minimum is what I would say. Uh, and try and avoid doing anything outside of the norm. I know that that's the period where people can start really, really freaking out, but that is not the point in the, the planning process to be like going nuts and trying new things. Just you know, try and manage your stress <laughs> as best you can and stick to the known. That is the biggest piece of advice that I can give you. Uh, then on the day of your wedding, obviously you want to get absolutely glowing. So my tips would be start your day for your skin with your double cleanse and then begin your treatments because you want to have an absolutely perfect base and a perfect canvas for your makeup. So I know one of the things I did the morning of my wedding that I would highly recommend if you've had a bit of a nervous night the night before is to start off with a soothing eye mask because this can help to depuff and brighten your eyes. Now the other thing is if you are already using a vitamin C serum in your routine then I 
I would do that on the morning of your wedding just to give you that really, really nice glow. And then a good face mask. A sheet mask uh, is usually perfect for this. Just be careful not to get it in your hair or your hairdresser will probably not be too happy with you. So just make sure that the, the, the tip of the mask is not sort of touching into the roots of your hair or maybe do your mask and then wash your hair depending on what, you know, the hairdresser's advice is. I know a lot of them are very, very picky about what they want for your hair. So just make sure that your skincare routine and your hair care routine are going to work for whoever is doing your hair on the day. After you've done your mask, that's when I would go in with your serums. Uh, if you've already been experimenting with hyaluronic acid, galactomyces and propolis, I would focus on those kind of things just to really get as much nutrition into the skin to give it that more vibrant uh, look to it, that healthy look and that really, uh, that chock chock glow that, you know, K-Beauty is so famous for. That is what I would be focusing on for sure on the morning of. Now, use your regular moisturizer. Um, I think that's totally fine. When it comes to sunscreen, what I would do is, if you're worried about your sunscreen interacting with the photographer's flash, because I wouldn't, I don't think I would skip out on sunscreen, particularly if you're going to be doing like an outdoor wedding. I would definitely not be. If you're going to be having photos or something like that outside for a couple of hours, wear sunscreen, but take some test shots before the big day to make sure, you know, that the sunscreen is interacting okay with the photographer's flash. I think if you are going to be having a makeup trial, that's a really, really good time to test that out. Out, but you can take some shots as well yourself at home. And the last thing I would say is that don't forget to pack a misting spray throughout the day in case you do need just that quick um, pep up. So after you've had your makeup, you know, sometimes depending on where you are, if it's, you know, cold or hot or anything outside, just something, a really light spray. Uh, you guys know my favorite is the D'Alba one, the White Truffle First Spray Serum. Something like that is absolutely perfect. And Korean makeup artists actually use that here in their salons, uh, including for wedding makeup. So I would definitely be taking uh, some of that with me um, for the big day. So they are my top tips for just general wedding prep, incorporating sort of Korean beauty products, Korean facial massage techniques, and the kind of things that I guess are done over here in the lead up to wedding prep. Um, but yeah, so the key timeline I think to remember is obviously the further out the better. So six to 12 months before going for the big guns, the three to six months before I would just be trying to perfect a good routine, maybe introducing some acids if you're not already and your sun protection. Then in the six to three months, six weeks, sorry, to three months before you are going to be focusing on your hydrating and brightening. And then basically from the night before the wedding to six weeks out, really, really simple skincare routine. And then the day of the wedding, we're just incorporating the different products that we have been using. So I hope if you do have a big day coming up sometime soon that this is useful for you. If you are already married, if the, and you know, you obviously not going to get married again, or maybe, you know, you don't have any plans to get married. Hopefully you can use some of these tips if you do just have another big event coming up. Maybe you're in someone else's wedding. I mean, being in someone else's wedding, you're going to be in heaps of photos. So you, this is the kind of thing that you can follow for any big event that you've got going off. But basically, the closer 
closer it is to the event, it, the more tempting it will be to throw everything at the wall and just see what sticks. But that is not the way skin works. That's not the way skincare works. So I think if you just remember that, the big stuff at the, you know, the further out, and then as you get closer and closer, we're not doing anything new. We're just sticking to the known. Only the known can be trusted. <laughs> so let's wrap up today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, if you did, I would appreciate a little rating and review in your favorite podcast app. That is how other people find us. That's how we can get the show into more ears. And until next time, I will see you on Star Story. Bye.